a wild LDSG podcast has appeared. LDSGamers.com What's up, everybody? This is Justin Thomas, or LDSG Ghost, and I'm your host for the LDS Gamers podcast for the month of July 2016. This podcast is sponsored by Deadifier.com. Today we're joined by Vader Van Oden, all the way from New Zealand. Hello. And we're also joined by Malice Vulpus from Utah. Howdy. Well, not from Utah. You're from Texas, but you're living in Utah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> And we're also joined by the one and only Stud Muffin, or Taylor. Hey, what's up? And uh, that wraps up our cast. So what we usually do is at the beginning of our podcast, we kind of just go through and talk about what we've been playing, what we've been up to, and uh, talk about what we're looking forward to um, in the weeks ahead. Um, first and foremost, I want to apologize, as I have apologized before, for missing weeks of podcasts. Um, things have been crazy with sicknesses in the middle of the summer in our family. So, but we're all over that now. Things are good. Um, let's kind of catch everybody up here. And so, yeah, so I've been playing a ton of one game and one game only. And that game is the game that we're going to be talking about today. And that is Pokemon Go. <laughs> and I've just been playing it as just as much as I can. And I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't currently into Pokemon and Pokemon World. You know, I I dabbled in some of the Pokemon stuff on my 3DS, but I, you know, it's been a while. It's been years. Uh, I followed Pokemon when I was in middle school and played on the Game Boy. I had all the cards, and that was it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know they release Pokemon Go and it just it just changes how society functions now. And everybody's playing it, I feel like. But that's what I've been up to. Um, Vader, what have you been up to? Uh, a little bit of the same. Uh, some Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, um, but I recently got to try the HTC Vive VR. Uh, local um, electronic nice. store um, had a, 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 I guess, a display or a trial thing you could go in and give it a go. Um, so my first real go with VR, I've tried Oculus, but only in like the cinema view. Uh, that was, um, so it was very, very simple and you're just kind of sitting there and you can look around and you're sitting inside a virtual cinema. Whereas this was the full kind of, uh, tech demo kind of experience. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, like I, an actual game? Yeah, like, I tried three different games, uh, in it. Um, and I was, I was quite impressed. Um, how how quickly it, it just I adapted to it straight away. It didn't, I didn't get nauseous or anything like that that you've heard about. Um, yeah, like the the guy I stuck on the goggles, um, and then he goes, "Oh, here, take the controllers because the vibe with the motion controllers." And I just kind of turned my head towards his voice and just grabbed the controllers out of his hand. Um, and he's like, "Oh man, you took to that quickly," <laughs> and I. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it was it was just natural. It was one for one because um, the the controllers appear virtually in your in your in your vision in the goggles. Oh really? Cool. And, and so I that I couldn't cool. see him. They were just floating in midair, and I just grabbed them. Um, <laughs> and, That's and, awesome. and it just felt it felt real nice and awesome. Um, and then got to play. First was just a simple painting game. You can like just kind of 
paint on a 3D kind of canvas uh, in mm-hmm. neon kind of inks. And you just like, and I, first thing I did was did my signature, and I kind of giggled to myself and I said to him, "Does everyone do that?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, most people do their signature first. <laughs> um, and it just looked it looked very vibrant, and it, it was just really cool to be able to walk around it and see like the depth of it and um, and oh, the, that's cool. for those who don't know, the HTC Vive is kind of based there's scanners and it's, it's always based in like a, I think like a three by three, three meters by three meter kind of space. Um, I don't know what that is in feet. Um, 18 feet or something. Nine. I don't know. Um, nine by nine. Yeah. There we go. Um, and yeah, yeah so you, you get to walk around a little bit and, and, and experience that space, uh, and more than just, and, a, and more, as many dimensions as possible, really, um, as if it was real. Um, and then from that, I tried a little, like, kind of, it was like a 3D Space Invader game. Um, uh, you take the controller and you kind of put it on a little, little spaceship in front of you and you, like, pull the trigger and then it latches onto your controller. Your controller disappears from your vision and now you just have a little, um, spaceship that you shoot things. So it's Space Invaders with 3D, so things are coming from you at all angles. And I played it once and kind of thought it was a bit weird and it's kind of like, this is kind of strange. It's really hard to dodge. And I took the goggles off, and then I went off and bought something from the store and came back and had another go. And I kind of, in that time, I realized I wasn't supposed to be dodging. My spaceship was supposed to be dodging, and I don't know why. The first time I was there trying to, like, limbo underneath these lasers and stuff. Okay. <laughs> in the middle of the store with all these people looking at me. just watching you. Yeah. Um, and it, it didn't Watch click until afterwards that I, yeah, you're, you're, it's just your hand, which is really cool. It was like... Uh, it wasn't really a full experience of the game. Like, you wouldn't want to go play this all the time. Yeah. It's not going to be a full-on game. Um, but it was really, really fun. Like, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, you can, like, yeah, because you can just get behind things. You can move your, use your body to maneuver your ship around this 3D space. Um, and the final game was uh, Archery Tower Defense Castle thing. Um I won't try and explain how you got to into the game because it was really weird. It was like you had to like slingshot you got yourself across to like this. Yeah, it's weird. But once you're in it, you're <laughs> standing in the on a castle, and it just it's all cartoon. It's very kind of plasticky Minecraft looking, but with hexagons like they're kind of each blocks, kind of like a board game oh, like okay. Catan. You know, Catan's made of the hexagons. It's yeah, kind yeah. of like that, but 3D. Uh-huh. So there's like hills and stuff made from these kind of hexagonal cylinder thingies. And you just look down, there's a, awesome. there's a bow sitting next to you, and you just pick it up, and it's just it was just so naturally one for one. You just pick it up, you draw the, draw the arrows, and you just fire. Um, and you've got all these little kind of paper cutout men charging the castle, and you just got to take them out. Um, and it was, it, awesome. it was a lot of fun. It, it, it kind of reminds me of how the Wii was. Um, the Wii was a lot of fun, like the Wii Sports, and it was grateful when you had people yeah. come over and you just kind of just have fun together. But right. you're not going to go game on it hardcore. Um, right, yeah, you're not going to go flying solo all the time. Yeah, like... Um, Did you find it difficult to kind of stay in the space that you were allotted, you know? Because all, all the, the GIFs and the videos I see, it's just people falling. That's all <laughs> I ever see is people like... Like, they just go too far. They're cracking, you know, they're crashing into bookshelves or fish tanks or hitting people. Did you find that was an issue with, with uh, the HTC or...? Because of, because of my curious mind, I kind of I pushed the boundaries as soon as I got in it and in that first kind of art game. And as you walk towards this uh, digital boundary that these little sensors provide... 
uh, like a uh-huh. mesh grid, a digital mesh grid, like appears through the through like the graphics of the game, and it's done really uh-huh. like smoothly, so it doesn't disrupt the graphics of the game. It just knows it, it just tells you don't go any further. Uh, okay. So it's actually quite quite natural and and, and smooth. I, I didn't have any problem with it. Uh, it helped that I was <laughs> because I I'm just picturing you just like punch dancing your rage as soon as you put them on. <laughs> Like, how far can I go? <laughs> it is, nah, it wasn't That's what like I would that. Do. <laughs> yeah. um, I did get tangled with the wires a little bit. Um, oh, okay. But it was very interesting. It was really fun to actually have a proper go. Um, I think we're still a little ways off from getting full VR experiences. I like what Sony are doing. Yeah. Um, they've, they seem to be, they're going to have the software to back up their hardware. It's not as robust and as powerful as this HTC Vive. Like it's like fifteen hundred New Zealand dollars or something for this set. Um, and then okay. so like of the HTC Vive, but the the PlayStation VR they've got the software to back it up because there doesn't really seem to be any solid games on VR yet. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, it was really fun. And I've talked for ages about That's one awesome. thing I've done. So. <laughs> Makes me really want to get a <laughs> VR headset so I can play it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the the one that I've seen that I really think is cool is I had, well I think it'd be hilarious. I've seen a video where someone they're doing a roller coaster simulation, and oh you, you know, no, so you, you feel like you're on a roller coaster, but as you get as you get to the top, you know, right before you go down, someone pushes the person with a VR headset, and they get, oh, they get the sensation because visually they're falling, and then suddenly they yeah. get pushed forward, so they really feel like they're falling. They just scream, they fall over, fly backwards. <laughs> I'm probably a terrible person, but I really want to get that and try it out on my college. I was going to say, so you're that guy, huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm the VR shover. <laughs> Your struggle That's makes awesome. me giggle. Well, now I'm prepared in case he tries it on me. <laughs> That's all I wonder. Like, if you oh. know what's going to happen, would you still be able to stop? Like, I, I kind of want to be. I want to try it on myself too. <laughs> yeah. So I've always That's been. Twisted, man. I've been intrigued by the the VR thing, but. Just now I've tried it. I'm really sold on it. I like it, the experience, um, just the cost. Um, so I think that's why I'll probably stick yeah. with the PlayStation VR. It's much cheaper. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, right, right. they've got the software to back it at the moment. One yeah. thing I'm really looking forward to is uh, Six Flags Over Texas, the amusement park, um, has built a VR roller coaster. Oh, nice. So when you, when you ride the roller coaster, you put on VR headset and you wear some headphones, and they put you through basically a real roller coaster, but everything changes around you. So in the first one they're doing, you're I think you're in a helicopter, and uh, the villain comes and, like destroys a part of the helicopter. You start crashing, but the Superman comes and rescues you before you hit the ground. And that's like that's so you go on the roller coaster, you go down, and then Superman saves you and picks you back up and flies you around. <laughs> this is this really cool sensation. It, I want to go so bad. Yeah, is this the future? If this is the future, I don't want it because I can just imagine like <laughs> getting into your Disney World pod. And you just get sealed in, and then you just get to experience Disney World, the entire Disney World from just your pod. Yeah. Oh, man. Don't worry, guys. It's so much cheaper. <laughs> I don't want it. Take it back. <laughs> if VR goes the way that it keeps going, and people eventually get the, the the ones that they want out of the, what is it called, the Ready Player One world that is predicted. Um, oh, yeah. Where everyone yeah. just lives and operates in a virtual world and like kind of neglects mm-hmm. themselves in reality. Then I I have a feeling that like amusement parks could be virtual, but can be way better than they are right now. Is that yeah. a book, Ready Player One? Yes, it is. Okay, it is scary. It's, it's, it's like got the, to be a movie too. I like I like the version. I like the uh, 
but I, I'm also a Red Dwarf fan, and there's a, I don't know if you've noticed the the series or the books or the TV series, but there's actually a better than life game in the in this book, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's ner- like it connects to your like your brain nerve stuff, and so you're completely immersed, and it's very dangerous, and so I kind of don't want it to go too far. <laughs> I've seen how far it can go, and yeah, it's, you just get yeah. stuck in it and you can't leave. It's called Better Than Life, and you can't get out because you don't want to. The only way to get out is choosing to get out, but it's so good at um, assessing what you want and providing that for you, you just never want to leave. Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to go that far. I just want to play games. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to play games, man. I just want to play games. I want to play games. Why do you have to be mad? <laughs> Mouse Pulpus, take it away. Oh, so I've also been playing way too much Pokemon Go. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's possible. Too much well, Pokemon Go is not possible. Well, it's like it's not just a game anymore for me. It's like an act of socializing. Like I went on a me and, <laughs> yeah. me and my significant other went on a double date last week where all we did was us and the other couple walked around the town, hitting Pokestops and and trying to hatch eggs. Like that was and our that's ent- very normal now. That was our entire yeah. date though. Like it's <laughs> it's insane how how much this game has taken over everything, and then I almost ran a red light Society. on my way home today because I saw so many people gathered at the park, and I was like, hey, what's going on in that park? And then I realized <laughs> they all just had their phones out, and they were all just like, it looked like there was a festival, but it was just the entire city at one park in the city. Just staring at their phones. <laughs> and oh, gosh. So that was, it's been a pretty crazy ride, and we'll t- I guess we'll talk about that more. Um, but the the rest of my life, as, as most of the community knows, is spent on Minecraft. <laughs> yes. I I finally I finished a really big build I was working to share with the community and I'm pretty proud of it and a lot of people helped a lot of people pitched in Ghost you pitched in a little bit there at the end and I did and it's it's beautiful I put box ears and a tail on it to kind of give it my signature um, <laughs> nice. but just to keep myself from going completely insane I've been playing a little bit of Paragon to keep myself competitive the, oh that's right that MOBA beta that's going on right now and it's so pretty um for those of you who haven't played it and have no idea what i'm talking about if you go to the lds gamers blog one of our writers just posted a really great article about it um and you can look up images of it on the internet as well it's a it's such a pretty game it is a very beautiful game i would love to live in that world (laughs) because it's much prettier than ours (laughs) but um But I've been playing a little bit of that, mostly just single player with AI against bots. But um, And then lately I've picked up a game that's been out for like two and a half years, I think. Uh, It's a Warhammer game. It's uh, Warhammer End of Times Vermintide. Most people just call it Vermintide. It's really interesting. It's it's built on the Left 4 Dead engine, and I don't know if any of you guys have played that, but it's a really intelligent zombie game engine with waves and storyline and all that stuff. So it's the same concept, but it's in a fantasy world, the the Warhammer world, um, and you play these fantasy characters, and you're fending off these giant rats. They're called the Skaven, and they're they're invading the city. And it's the same exact engine as Left 4 Dead, so it's always changing. It's unpredictable, and you never know what you're going to be up against. So you have to work together. But it's pretty intense, and I'm really enjoying that. I just started picking that up a couple of days ago. That's cool. I have to admit, I, when I saw Vermintide on the show notes, I thought you were about to talk about like some sort of pesticide. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> but it's close. Fire pesticide. Super close. Gave no. an rats. <laughs> Digital pesticide. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Awesome. I know that everyone's really been enjoying the Minecraft stuff that you guys have going on and the 
the Beats house, their Beats floor, <laughs> uh, where we have uh, DJ, oh, who do we put in there? I forget now. Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse, that's right. And then <laughs> was it Skolix at the, at the top? That's right, Skolix. Not Skrillix, but Skolix. <laughs> oh, that's great. And the party hole is somewhere around there. The party hole quite a quite a ways away from the, from the Beats, but... It's oh, is it? I didn't realize. <laughs> we have to make a new one. Party Hole 2. Party Hole 2.0. <laughs> you got it. Oh, goodness. All right. Mr. Stud Muffin. All what right. have you been up to, man? Uh, like everyone else, I've also been doing a lot of Pokemon Go. I I definitely can say you can't do too much. I haven't done as much as some people, but I know just like last night, I was up till 3 in the morning. What is that supposed it. to mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I'm not, I'm not looking at you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's been the guy who caught all of them in, in America. <laughs> no, it's it's like these college kids that are on summer break right now, and they spend all their time, their free time, walking around playing Pokemon, which is, you know, that's, that's what they can do with their free time. But I met a kid yeah. last night who was level 28. And that's I've I feel like I've played a lot, and I'm barely level 18 now. He's level 28, and I know it just, it's really hard to go from 20 even to 30. It takes... Someone said it, I think it takes like twice as long to go from 20 to 30 compared to like 12 to 20 or something. Oh, I, I believe it. I mean, when you're in the lower levels, I mean, you have, you need like 1,000 experience or 3,000 yeah. experience. But going from, I think what I'm at right now is going from 24 to 25, and you need like 125,000 experience. Yeah. To put that in perspective, when you evolve something, you get 500 experience. That's a lot of evolving. Oh yeah, and a lot of catching. Oh, yeah. It's, so it's, been, it's, I'm, it's yeah, just sorry. Go ahead. Really, we'll talk about we'll talk about Pokemon Go. There's a lot to talk about with Pokemon Go. It's, it's really changed a lot of a lot of things. It's getting people out of the house. It's getting people to adventure more. It's getting some people in trouble walking around too much. <laughs> but it's like a there was a a Lickitung that popped up on the radar, and you see everyone. So I go to the Provo Library. There's like four Pokestops like right next to each other. So it's a hot spot in Provo. There's always at least 50 people there 24-7. During the day, there's a lot more. There's hundreds, maybe 200 people there. It's insane. So I was there at 3 in the morning, and I, I counted about 70 people there yesterday. It's, <laughs> it's been out for a few weeks oh now. Oh, my gosh. And Lickitung popped yeah. up, and people start screaming that there's a Lickitung over here. So everyone just starts running over there. There's horror people going across the library <laughs> lawn to go catch this... This digital creature that's popped up on their phones. It's hilarious, but fun at the same time. Because I, I did the same thing. Like, oh, look at tongue. I want that. So I run over yeah. there to catch it myself. Just, <laughs> it's, awesome. it's crazy. It's a lot of fun, though. Um, other than that, yeah. I've, I've been paying a bit of Minecraft. Uh, not as much recently. Um, life gets in the way sometimes. Or I, I should say, um, I, I guess life doesn't get in the way. Life is kind of more important than games sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> Sometimes life happened, so yeah. But it's slowly getting back into things. Things are calming down. Um, nice. So I'm hoping to get a lot more back into Minecraft. I know Malice and I have had a lot of plans of fun stuff we want to build on the server, and uh, especially just be more active to bring more people to play with us because it's it's only fun when you play with friends. That's that's true. That's what makes games fun in the first place. I've I've played a few single player games and I like them because they're beautiful. Like uh, if you heard of the Metro series, like Metro 2033 or or Last Light. Now, they're beautiful games, and that's why I like them, but they're only single-player. So I play it once, and that's it. Whereas Minecraft, yeah. I used to be really against it, because it's all you know, 8-bit graphics. You know, It's like, oh, that's a not a very pretty game. Why would I ever play that? 
I bought it once when Malice Vulpus was sad, and I was like, okay, I'll buy it, play with you, cheer you up, whatever. And I've it's been my favorite game ever since. Like, it's just really chill. I I struggle at work all day long, and I get home, it's like, I don't want to stress out playing Halo worrying about dying a lot, and I'll just get on Minecraft and build myself a sandcastle. It's peaceful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's lovely. That's so, awesome. Well, cool. All right. Well, um, let's just keep on going. We usually have an update on how things are going in the LDS Gamers community. And we are just, like, I think one person shy of 800 members. 800. Oh. Like, I I never thought that we would be this big. Like, when, <laughs> when this all started, I started off as a Minecraft server back in 2012 or 2013 now. I don't remember. But and there was just, it was just me. <laughs> and then I posted it on Reddit and a couple more people trickled in. And now it's just blossomed over the, you know, over, especially over this last like year, it's just grown so big. And I'm just, I'm so thrilled that word is getting out and we're attracting more and more people. And that's just awesome. It's awesome to see something grow, you know, like I just, uh, I'm just so pumped about everything that's happening. And we've got a, a lot of uh, great new people and including Mr. Stud Muffin and Miss Malice Vulpus, and uh, <laughs> we have brought them on. I know that uh, most of you have heard this already in Discord, but we have brought them on as our community leaders, and they are here to interface with uh, everybody, with uh, all the users, and kind of be the go-between between, you know, us as an organization and you, the player. So they're here for you, and they have so much fun with all they're doing, and someone's phone sounded like a toot, and, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, no, they're, they're here just to, just to kind of be the face of LDS Gamers, and, you know, they stream, they have, they do fun stuff, like, it's just, I'm just so pumped you guys are here. I know I've already said it, like, three times today, but I'm pumped. I'm so pumped. <laughs> I know, I'm really glad to be here, I've... Me and my friend started our own little clan uh, playing Heroes of New Earth, which was a, a spinoff of Dota. League of Legends uh -huh. came out at the same time. It became more popular. But we that was like the time when we really started getting into online gaming. But when we would play online with people, usually there's just a lot of I don't know, filth, I guess I could call it, in who we play with online. You know, people curse a lot. Yeah. They tell really bad jokes. Like It was really hard to find good people to play with. So I, I was lucky enough to be part of a group where enough of my friends in my church ward, um, all played video games, and we found games we could all play together online. And so we kind of started a little group, and we're hoping to you know, do what LDS Gaming is doing now, just provide a clean community for people to come and of all ages and just enjoy fun, you know, play whatever games we want, and provide a clean atmosphere for anybody to join in. So it could be kids. I know we yeah. have several kids here that play with us, and up to adults. Yeah. Yeah, and, my yeah, and it's, we, uh, it's, sorry. it's been a lot of fun. I'll go ahead. Um, the, my stream, whenever I started, or I just started streaming earlier this year, um, and it was at Stud Muffin's suggestion. Um, <laughs> we, I had kind of joined in with his little community, as I know him and one or two of the other members in real life that they play with, and um, and honestly, he was just like, "Hey, we need a girl to join the stream," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, a lady. "He's like, I'll help you, and this will be fun." And I love 
I love watching people on YouTube play video games. I've, I'm the youngest of four kids, so I've always loved watching other people play video games because I never thought oh. to. <laughs> but um, it's something I've always really enjoyed. I don't know why, but even at work, I'll just open up YouTube and listen to someone else's channel while I'm working. And it's it's just really comforting, I guess, for me and really interesting at the same time. And I learn a lot, I, I feel like, about video games that I play. But um, the streaming community is, honestly, I feel like I, I've kind of super excited that I stumbled, re-stumbled into the LDS Gamers. Um, Henry, uh, 7113, or what's the Halo mark? Um, 117. Yeah, uh, that might be it, yeah. I don't know, but his last name's Henry, <laughs> and that's part of his username. He streams, and he's a member of the community, uh, and he streams on Twitch, I think, on his private channel, but um, he told me, he's like, hey, you need to... If you're streaming, you need to be more active on the LDS Gamers page. And at that point, I was just a member of the Facebook group, and I was like, oh, this kid from my YFA branch in the middle of nowhere in Texas, pretty cool, um, told me to do this. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. But I hadn't really seen a lot of content that had really caught my eye, but I hadn't really been paying attention to it. But mm-hmm. when he told me, he was like, hey, if you start streaming and you start communicating this with us, we can support each other. It's a really cool, neat thing to work together with other LDS members and and be able to kind of just uplift not just each other but the entire community that way and right twitch as bad as massive multiplayer online gaming is like twitch is the worst because it's like you're just sitting there taking crap from people (laughs) and and you (laughs) have to keep a smile on your face while you do it and and so it was really difficult for me at first starting stream, and I was, like, really dead set. I was like, no, this is going to be great. We're going to be as big as, like, Yogg's cast or something like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. And I had all the – I still have all these big ideas and big plans and big dreams for, for Twitch and for all the videos and content that we make. But at the same time, it, it I would have never thought it was possible. I, I honestly would have given up by now had I not rediscovered LDSG. Like, I, I feel like I owe That's a lot awesome. to this community, and I am so happy to be a part of it and be able to help it grow. Um, and I, we went and got pizza this weekend, and we were talking <laughs> about the offer, and, and we were like, well, obviously we're going to do it, but what's our plan? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I, I just, awesome. I can't, I don't even know where to start with how excited I am, but I hope you guys stay tuned <laughs> for all the, all the big ideas that Fill through that ghost filters and picks a good one. <laughs> it's More like other people a... filter my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna ghost, be a virtual roller coaster. So. <laughs> yes. And let it, it be fancy. <laughs> <laughs> let it be fancy. We had. <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, want to cue everybody else, and we uh, we put out a a survey um, not too long ago uh, asking. Uh, people to give us some questions that they would like answered on the podcast and as well as question uh, as a question that we also asked for a phrase or I asked for a phrase um, that they would like me to try to fit into the podcast (laughs) so if I'm shouting random things that is why (laughs) these are things and I'm hoping that we can generate more uh, listeners you know people that are going to be listening for oh is you know is he are they gonna say what I put in there and, <laughs> and so I'm just gonna we've got meatball that was one of them and tickle my tummy then I will keep moving on from now. <laughs> That's kind we of have... cheating just saying them like that. You got to say them in context. So. I know I'm just listing them off. <laughs> Doesn't tickle count. My tummy meatball. <laughs> I had a meatball sub the other day. It's pretty there you go. That's how you do it. <laughs> it ties it ties in. There we go. 
All right. So, yes, we are up to 798 members, which is awesome. Or 799 members, I think. Um, we have uh, just announced today that Mr. Simpaul90, Paul Rossi, he has agreed to take over um, kind of the management of Discord, which is handling, like, the channels and the roles, and we're starting to add bots, and they are obnoxious, but also useful, <laughs> but mostly obnoxious. And Rank. Uh, yeah. Command rank. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So we're we're excited that we're adding new things, and we're it's uh, it's great to hear other people's feedback about what we're doing. So keep the feedback coming. Um, in other news, we've uh, kind of have like an informal cross promotional agreement with a company called Kyberlite. If you've been paying attention at all to the stuff that we've been putting out, we have uh, released a article about Kyberlite's Kickstarter, um, which as of Today is six days from coming to an end. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, it might be six days. No, but um, it's uh, it's coming to a close. And Kyberlite is a group of guys in, uh, um, in Utah. I think American Fork is, is, if I remember correctly, that's where they're from. And uh, yeah, check out our blog. We've got a nice little write-up um, on there by one of our new writers, Elise Yakely. She has uh, she's actually not on Discord. We need to get her on Discord, but um, she writes for a, a number of other blogs, and she's written books, and she's currently working on her own comic right now, which she actually just launched a Kickstarter and, and had it successfully funded, I think, last month. So she's working on a comic now. So she's very talented. We're glad to have her her talents now as well. Um, for those of you that have been trying or have been playing on our Minecraft servers, and you had to go through the great Deadifier dot com migration of 2016 where the servers were down for a little bit uh we had a couple of impatient people but most mostly everybody was cool <laughs> and uh and now everyone's now so just to explain what happened when we uh joined when we partnered with deadifier.com i'm sorry deadifier.com i said that wrong last time um when we partnered with deadifier.com we their servers were in quebec in Canada, so they were quite far from every everybody out west, because Quebec is like up near Maine. Um, if you are familiar with the geography of the United States, um, <laughs> and so they have now, the servers have now been moved to Chicago. So that's great for me because I work in Chicago, so it's very close to me. Um, but it's you know it's closer to everybody out west, so that 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 was good. Um, so we're very excited and happy that that migration has finally happened and it went through successfully. Because um, now we can focus on getting our Team Fortress 2 server up and running. It's Last I checked, it was up and running. I have to run an update. Um, but we also have uh, our, our Counter-Strike server that is um, up and running. We just have to configure it so that people can start using it. So that being said, I wanted to go through and... Joint, jump right into our question and oh, answers. Before we do that, from the, yeah, go sorry, ahead. I'm just being rude. Uh, you said that we had an agreement with the Kyberlite guys, but what is the agreement? Yeah. The okay. Yeah. Do I get point. Do I get sorry. a free lightsaber? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> free lightsabers for everybody. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> what we're doing is uh, basically we're going to be um, we're gonna, we're going to be getting a, a partner page, and um, we're going to have kind of like. What I did with the last podcast where we said, you know, this 
this podcast is, you know, sponsored in part by DeadyFire.com and just kind of including them and, and some of our media so that we're putting their their name out because after the Kickstarter happens, they're going to be, I mean, they're going to be a full-fledged company. I mean, they already are a full-fledged company, but then that's when they go, that's when they transition from their raising money Kickstarter stage to, hey, we're a full, you know, we're a full company and now we have to sell product and get our name out in other ways. And so we're helping them out with that. Cool. Um, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of neat that, you know, we are a community full of LDS gamers and people who love Star Wars. And so it's kind of just a good fit for us. And, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't asked. I'm just assuming that they're LDS. Um, because when I contacted them, when I heard about the Kickstarter, um, he wasn't like, oh, LDS people. No, thank you. He was just like, oh my gosh, I love what you guys are doing. Like, this is great. So based on that, I'm guessing that they're LDS and, so they're they're enthusiastic to work with us, and so they're cool. actually going to be sending me a lightsaber, one of their pre-production units, so that I can do a video um, about their product. So that will be good because that's more content, and it's good for them, more exposure for them. It's good for us. So it's just kind of we scratch your back, you scratch ours type of thing, and like that's it. kind of what we're doing as well with with DeadyFire.com. Um, the CEO of DeadyFire.com is LDS, and so again, it's just. Gamers helping gamers, geeks helping geeks, nerds helping nerds, people helping people. <laughs> so that's that's the that's that's what's going on there. We're going to have them on our website. We're going to have them on our media, and and vice versa. So so that's that. I like it. Um, cool. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I you know, I I would love to talk to them about you know maybe they can hook us up with like a special coupon code once they get their store up and running. You know, because that would be neat. Stuff like that would be neat. And I think, you know, that would be even, you know, a, a big incentive for some of our folk that yes. are, when they look at the price tag, they're a little bit more hesitant. You know, but what people need to understand is that these aren't just like, they're not, it's not like a toy. You know, it's it looks like a toy. It looks like something you'd pick up, you know, and you it's can just around and just go crazy with. I mean, I guess it is combat ready, they say. So, yep. I mean, I don't want to say you can't use it, but it's, it's like, it's expensive. I mean, it's yep. it's a nice piece of hardware. I mean, but you can go out and find, like, people who are making custom lightsabers like they are, but they're, like, so much more. Like, we're talking, like, $1,600, $2,500. Like, people just get crazy with this stuff. But through their Kickstarter, they have affordable models. And uh, it's just – and it's the Kickstarter pricing. I mean, once they have a full-fledged store, they might be a little bit more. Um, But, yeah, it's it's a good time to jump on it if you are – even the least bit interested because it's a good quality product from what I can tell. And I can't wait to get one so we can actually see it and touch it and throw it at things and see how breakable it is. I won't do that. Actually, I will not be throwing it at things. I don't, but... I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> throw it at everything. Can no. you fly it from your quadcopter and attack people with it from the sky? <laughs> I will absolutely do that. I will. <laughs> I've actually been thinking of like how I'm going to do this video and the drone has definitely come into play. So I don't know if I'm just going to be like running through cornfields, you know, in the <laughs> middle of the night with this thing. And cause my, you know, the, the drone has, has tracking on it. So it like stays on you while you move. So I'll just be the crazy person out in this cornfield. <laughs> I don't know. Someone's going to call the cops. I, I can already tell that the cops the will be called. <laughs> There's a crazy gentleman swinging a lightsaber. <laughs> Please come and get him. But anyway, that's your wife. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's my wife. I don't know who he is, but he's he's a danger to everybody. I feel bad for his family. 
Oh, my gosh. How can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real? That's the question of the day. Um, anyway, moving right along. And that was from our list. <laughs> I wasn't just spouting nonsense. All right, moving on. Let's go ahead and get into some questions here. There was one I really liked. I, yes. I, I tried really hard to formulate an answer to, but I couldn't figure out how to best word it. But uh, it was, has anyone really been far even has decided to use even go one to do like, look more like? <laughs> okay, let's talk about this for a second. I read this question probably five or six times before I realized that it was trollery. Okay, I thought, okay, I know that I'm slow, so I'm going to read this again. <laughs> I read like, nope, still don't get it. Let's go at it again. Still nothing. And I thought... I think I need to go for a walk. <laughs> so I actually went for a walk because that's what I do at my desk. You know, I'm a programmer. I'm a web developer. So whenever I get down into code land, like things get crazy. Okay. Oh, yeah. My mind doesn't start working the way it's supposed to. And so I get up and I go, I get up, I go for a walk and I come back to my desk. Nope. Still nothing. I had no idea what was going on. And that's when I realized that it was not me. It was just someone being a troll. So, <laughs> but anyway, let me go ahead and uh, grab one of these questions. Um, so this is going to be okay. So someone asks, "What's the best prank you've ever pulled?" <laughs> this is more of a visual thing for me. I mean, you guys can certainly answer this question after, but for me, the biggest prank that I pulled was, and this is more of a visual thing. I wish I could just show you, and I'll, I'll have to put up the link somewhere, but. You guys familiar with Seinfeld? Yeah. At all? Yeah. Okay. Are you familiar with the the episode about with where George Costanza gets that painting done of him all like sprawled out on the couch, <laughs> just like his boxers? Yes. yes. Okay. Imagine that picture. Okay. And okay. so my my wife's uncle, he's he kind of likes to rag on everybody. He's got a good heart. He's he's a loving guy, but he likes just to rag on people just just to be funny and make people feel bad about things and. And so I started to pick up on this as, you know, I, I married my wife and, you know, we've spent, you know, gosh, what, we're coming up on, I think, seven years now. But anyway, um, I've just kind of noticed that that's how he is. And so I'm like, you know what? This guy can dish it out. I wonder if he can take it. And so using my very primitive Photoshop skills, I went and I grabbed uh, his face and I put it on the George Costanza body <laughs> and I had it blown up. It was like 20 by 30. I mean, it was it was big. And... I gave it to him for Christmas. It was all wrapped up. We all have like a gift exchange that we do every Christmas, all, all the family members. And, and, uh, and so he starts opening this gift in front of everyone. And it was just so perfect because he turned so red and then flipped the, the, the painting, the uh, picture over and showed everyone just started dying laughing. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like just smiling like, huh. That's weird because there was no, you know, like, oh, this is from Justin or anything, you know, or it was just, and he was just, oh my gosh, but that's not it. Okay. It gets better. So they go to, so I work with family. I work with my wife's uncle and grandparent, uh, grandfather and, and some of our other uncles. And, uh, they go to this conference every year. It's a pharmaceutical conference and they always have me make a video, like a, a big like presentation video that they show at their booth. And I know this story is getting lengthy, but I promise it's good. <laughs> um, and so they were going to, I think, Washington, D.C. And so I threw in some some shots of Washington, D.C. And 
the Metro or the Metro, whatever they have there. And on the wall in this scene, on the wall up against um, like the back uh, underground or under, underground, obviously in the back, I have put this picture of him as George Costanza as if it were a giant billboard. I mean, it was flawless. I don't toot my horn ever, but it was flawless. Like, it looked so good. It just looked so natural just sitting there as if it were, like, someone put up a billboard with, with, with his face on it. And I sent it off with them. I didn't, I didn't mention anything to anybody. I sent it off, and then they set up they set up the booth. They had this big, elaborate booth, you know, and they put up, you know, this huge TV, and they, I guess they put the video on. I found about this later. Um, they put the video on and then, uh, he starts watching the video and that's when my phone rings and he is so mad, just <laughs> flaming mad because I have taken his picture and put it on George Costanza's body and then put it in this video at this really professional conference. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, you've got people from AstraZeneca and Pfizer and Merck and all these big farm pharma companies. And like walking around and, and doctors from all over the world. And there's this really embarrassing picture. And oh my gosh, I was, oh, I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. Of course I you had a, a backup. And so I, what's that? You I still have a job. Yeah, I still have a job. <laughs> I mean, oh my gosh, I'll have to show it to you guys sometime. It's great. But anyway, I kept my job and I had a backup copy, which of course had it removed and I re-uploaded it. They sent it and everything was fine. But that's that's my uh, that's my prank. I know it was lengthy, but it was good. <laughs> I promise it was good. Does anybody else have any uh, awesome pranks that they've done? No, that tops any of mine by a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one may top mine, but I, I have one that I, I'm still kind of proud of. Okay. So, uh, so uh, in our church, we we serve when you when the young men reach a certain age, they'll serve a mission to go like uh, preach the gospel to people in various areas around the world. Uh, on my mission. Um, and one of the areas that they, they had assigned me to, um, our neighbors were members of our church and they like took care of the missionaries every time they came. But, uh, I found out that they had like a, a long standing, uh, prank war going with the missionaries that would stay in the apartment with, uh, next door to them. And, uh, they would do, sometimes they'd do terrible things. Like, uh, it was a shrimping town that I stayed in. So like one of the worst things that ever happened was, uh, one of the missionaries that like put a crab like in their apartment, like a, like a huge crab inside of their apartment and like just freaking them out but they would do equally stuff back like they'd put a they put a rattlesnake in their apartment it's like a giant six foot rattlesnake inside the, the missionary's apartment so like is this this huge kind of bad prank war going back and forth like real yeah like are real real, real animals yeah, yeah real animals oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. so when i got there i didn't want to have to deal with you know really bad stuff i decided i'd do something else and it, at the time i thought no i'm i'm going to be different i'm going to be a really nice missionary i'm just going to do something nice for them instead <laughs> So uh, me and my my companion that was with me, we broke into their apartment when they were at home, and we washed all of their <laughs> dishes and cleaned their entire kitchen. Uh, like the only remotely bad thing we did is we we they had two couches in the living room. We swapped what sizes of the room they were on, and that was like the only bad thing. But other than that, we cleaned their entire kitchen, did their dishes, put them away, just made it look really nice, and then we went back to our apartment and pretended like nothing happened. But it had kind of the reverse the reverse effect. So they get they get home. And they see that all the dishes are clean and like the entire kitchen is just flawless. And the first thing they realize is the missionaries have been here because no one else can break into our apartment. Like no one else has a key. And somehow the missionaries break in. They still never find out how we got in. Um, 
But then they actually got kind of angry because they're like, missionaries don't do nice things. What did they do? And for like two and a half weeks, they're trying to figure out what we did that was really bad. Like they, they moved the couches, did all the dishes. What did they do? They did something terrible. We just don't know what it was. <laughs> but it, it did end up good for me because they, they finally realized that they didn't do anything bad. This is different. So they broke into our apartment. They like moved around our pillows and put ice cream in our fridge. So it, it had a good effect to me. But <laughs> it, it turned out better than I expected. Oh, like I tried oh. to do something just really nice and they got really paranoid. concerned for a while. Yeah, paranoid. paranoid. Yeah, they were paranoid. Sitting up at night wondering what you did. The reason I laughed is because you said, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to be a really nice missionary, and so we broke into their house. That's why I laughed. I didn't know it was going to turn out the way it did, so I'm sorry for the preemptive laughter. All right. So let's see here. Another oh, uh, Stud Muffin, did you say you had um, a question that you picked out that you had that you wanted to answer? So I don't want to. I don't want to overlook anything that you wanted um, to answer. Well, I just kind of reviewed all the questions and thought about what I might say for each one of them. So it wasn't anything real and specific. Um, one that I did think of though was, I know when Malice was giving her introduction, uh, she talked about she she had heard of Elias Gamers, but there wasn't a whole lot of content that really caught her eye. Yes. And I saw a couple questions in here that said kind of the same thing. Uh, someone asked, yeah. you know, what can members do to become more involved, or no? Um, uh, is there how can we like provide more content, or like people just wanting more content is one of them. Um, yeah. As well as I think one thing that went along with that was um, a specific question: um, What is the best way to support and represent the LDS gamers community? Um, is it monetarily, or through personal streams, or other content? Yeah, and yeah, I, I noticed those too, and. And actually, it kind of goes along with because we had the site survey not too long ago, um, where we asked you know, what we what we could change about the website, and and it was just a resounding we want more content, mm-hmm. and you know, and I I don't blame I don't I I do too <laughs> I want more content too, I mean because you know you're used to these other gaming communities and other gaming companies rather that um, they just produce content all the time you know and mm-hmm. it's it's because they're doing it 24 seven like it's their job, and we are, you know, we all have lives. We all, you know, gaming is our, our hobby. It's, we understand that life comes first and then there's gaming or then there's entertainment. You know, if, if, if our choice of entertainment is gaming, then, you know, that's what we do with our, with our free time. And mm-hmm. we, we come to find out that there's not a lot of free time, you know, it's, you know, time's very valuable. And so really the reason why we don't have a lot of content is because, you know, especially, you know, a lot of us have, you know, we have families or, or we're working or we're going to school full time and we understand the importance of all those things. And so we don't have a lot of spare time for, for, for gaming. Um, but that being said, you know, I find that we, when we do put out content, it's because of like little bursts of effort by this person, little bursts of effort by that person. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time to, 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 to do these things. And so to answer your question, or to answer that question, if if you, if someone's interested in, in writing an article or contributing an article, um, or they they found a game that they really like, let's say it's an indie multiplayer game, and they just want other people to 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 join them or to check it out, you know, write an article about it. Uh, by all means, write a blog article about it. You know, write it up and it, whether it's an email or in, in Word or whatever you want to do, and send it on over to us. Um, We'll 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 look it over and and we'll we'll slap your name on it. And we'll put it up on our website. I mean, you don't have to be um, a member of the of the staff team or our our core 
group to to be involved. I mean, if if you're interested in in helping us out and and producing content, being part of that equation, then just do it. I mean, I, I wish that um, I had the time to to sit down and and dole out all these responsibilities like an effective leader. I am not an effective leader. <laughs> I am the worst. Um, so a lot of it is initiative, and that's what a lot of our of our staff members have just really shown initiative and just done things. You know, they don't really wait to be asked; they just do it, and that that's that's great. Like that's perfect because especially with a lot of us, we just have such busy schedules, but we still love LDS gamers. Mm-hmm. We still love the community. So that's really the best way is just to take initiative and to do something. You know, and and if we like it, we'll feature it, and we'll most likely like it because we like a lot of things. You know, and um, so yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, and, like um, if you s- go ahead, yeah. Sorry, just to expand upon that. Like I said, I started paying attention to the LDS games community. I didn't even know about any of the servers or anything until I want to say March, and it's only July, and now I'm a staff member. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can help out yep. so much, and you don't even realize it. Exactly. Well, on the- and that's what's so. Sorry, go ahead. On the content thing, we've got um, Mal. You 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 stream. Um, so I know you didn't mention what your Twitch um, handle was, but that's content that we're providing to each other. Um, so I don't know if you want to give a shout out to yourself and <laughs> tell people where we can find you because that that is content created by the Outest Gamers community because uh, it is a community, not just the staff providing stuff. Uh, we can exactly. provide it to each other. Yeah, in that case, shout out to my channel. It's like my username, Malice Vulpus, with a 3RA in front of it. So it's twitch.tv slash 3RA Malice Vulpus. And you can find us on our the Alias Gaming website as well. We have a staff page there um, with details and bios about all the staff, as well as links to our, our YouTube channels, our Twitch channels, um, some of our our online IDs for Xbox and Steam and whatnot. So uh, that's yeah. another place you can find it if if you're having trouble remembering it. Yeah, and if yeah. anybody, and if sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I was I was gonna make a joke. It wasn't gonna be very funny. Okay. Either. Um, <laughs> if, if any of you listening, if you stream and you want to get involved in this, if you come and join us on Discord, if you didn't know this already, um, and you link your, I guess it's your same email address for your Twitch as it is for your Discord. I think that's how it works. Um, when you stream, when you go live, there will be a bot on the Discord that announces it to the entire community. So it'll draw tons of new viewers in. I mean, we have 799 members now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to estimate yeah. at least a handful of people will be drawn to your stream from it. So you should definitely yeah. definitely join us. Okay. So, yeah, so just to clarify, um, if you go onto our Discord server and into the streaming channel, up at the description there's a, a link to a form that you can fill out. Um, where you can uh, kind of like request to be an approved LDSG streamer. And so what I do is I'll take your Twitch name that you provide and I'll I'll put it into our bot um, backend, which basically it's just a, just the, the collection of names and it will just constantly check if, if those guys are streaming if, if those I'm sorry if those names are streaming and if they are then it, it lets it lets us know. It lets everybody know. So um, that's kind of how that works. And so, yeah, if you want to be an approved LDSG streamer, step up. I mean, you don't you don't have to stream all the time. If you just stream every so often, if you just want other people to come hang out, you know, if you want to provide that clean content that so many of us crave, I mean, that's the whole point of this. Because I can't tell you how many times I've had to rush for the mute button or 
have my wife yell at me because someone just shouted the F word over our whole living room because I'm watching Twitch or, you know, just that happens so often that that's, that's the reason for all this. That's the reason for, for LDS gamers in general is we're all seeking that clean content. I mean, it just, I can't tell you how many times, oh, I mean, that, that's one of the questions, and this kind of just jumps into another question. One of the questions was, you know, what, what made you want to make the LDS gamer community? And it was really just that. It's just, I was so tired of having such a grating experience going, you know, trying, you know, to, to just have a good day and keep the spirit with me. And then let's say I was, you know, put the kids to bed and I was winding down and I just wanted to watch a stream or play a game. And, and then just to have that, that just very, just, I don't, discord i guess <laughs> in in my day where it was like okay you know like i don't need that in my house i don't need those voices in my ears i don't need any of that and so that's really what ins- kind of inspired me to 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 start the community was and i know that others have started lds gamer mormon gamer type things in groups in the past but that's that's what did it for me was just wanting to get away from that wanting to create our own community not just like a group of people on a website, but an actual community, one that spends time together, gets to know each other and just has fun and, and keeping it clean while we do that. So, so that's um, that. Spinning off of that, there's another question on the list that I would really like to answer. Um, somebody asked yeah. if there are any planned IRL in real life meetups for any of the gamers in the community. Um, we actually just picked an official date for at least the Utah meetups chat if anybody wants to visit around that time or think they'll be in the Provo area. We're doing a Pokemon movie night on on August 19th. (laughs) Um, So we're going to watch the Pokemon, the first movie, and then the second movie as well. Um, One right after the other with like a meal in between on a Saturday afternoon in August. So that's the 19th. If anybody's going to be in the area, feel free to reach out to me, message me directly. You've got my, all my user information is on the LDS Gamer staff page. Um, or you can message me here on Discord, but we're welcoming everybody. So if you want to come watch the movies and meet some other LDS gamers, we are so happy to have you. Yep, and on that, we've... Um, That's going to be awesome. Yeah, that is. Um, we've just been working on the LDS gamers map, so you can see what uh, gamers are nearby you. Um, so if you haven't, fill in the form that's pinned to the general chat, and we'll get you added on. I think we've got 90-odd gamers on there so far. Um, Utah's looking very populated. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, yes, it is. It does help with meeting up or getting to yeah. know people who are nearby. Um, Ghost, you have a funny story about finding a local LDS game in there, don't you? <laughs> I do, I do. Um, so I, someone had said, hey, you know, hey, Ghost, there's someone that lives close to you on the map, and so I, I pulled up the map, and sure enough, there's a there's an LDS gamer that lives literally like. 10 minutes down the road for me. Like, it's like you go up one road. I mean, I live out in the country and so uh, in the midst of a bunch of cornfields. So it's like you go up one long road that's next to cornfields and you take another, you take a right and it's like, it's like their house is like in the middle of this cornfield. And so I messaged them and we're having dinner with them on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's a 18 year old, 18 year old guy and uh, his dad, uh, heard about it and he's like, I'll invite him over for dinner. Invite him. So I'm going to pack up the drone and all my, all my kids and we're going to all going to, my wife and we're all going to go over there and have dinner and it's going to be fun. Oh. And, uh, so yeah, it was just cool. 
you listed the, your drone first, so your drone gets the front seat and the house <laughs> in the back. I was I was just thinking of the things that we had talked about. I, I asked him if if they had if they had drones or if they flew drones, and and he said they did not, but they would like to. And so I just decided to bring them. And then I yeah. just said, yeah, my kids will probably destroy everything in your house. So that was, that was the other thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's nice to have um, to have that map up to see kind of like the spread of people, you know, because we've got a couple down in New Zealand. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, a uh, couple. We've got two people. I didn't know we had more than one in New Zealand. He I knew just we had signed some up in Australia. Oh, really? He signed up the day I started creating the map. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's really cool. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I know that we've had some uh, LDS gamers on our Minecraft server that have been from Australia. They haven't filled out the application for the map yet, but I know we have some in Australia, and we also have a guy right now in Japan, um, Kaizen Worlds is, uh, is oh, his yeah. uh, username. And, uh, yeah, he lives in Japan, which is cool. And, yeah, it's just it's just so cool to see everybody that has found us, you know, and it's, we're a worldwide community, like it's official. <laughs> We've reached worldwide status. So that's really neat. All right. Um, I don't want to take up a lot of time because we can spread these questions over other podcasts as well, because I don't want to take up too much time tonight with that, because we still have to talk about Pokemon. <laughs> so um, I am going to pick one of the goofier ones and we will answer it as if it was a real question. Um, let me see here. Da, 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 da. <laughs> what exactly is the function of a rubber duck? Now, I have not done any scientific research on this subject. The, the, no preparation was spent coming into this podcast, I can assure you, if that wasn't already evident by <laughs> the things that have been said today. But the function of a rubber duck is to provide a distraction while a young child is in the bath. Why would you need to distract a child that is in the bath? So the child does not kill themselves. <laughs> that's that's all I've got. I, I have no idea. No, I, I, have no, I mean, I mean, it's just a toy, right? I mean, it's just. I think there might have been more. There might have been another reason. Um, it could have originally been something that held up the chain to the to the plug. Oh, okay. I can, I, can, uh, I can buy that. I can buy that. It'd be but a very just, economical use. Um, I can imagine that's where it started, as more of a functional thing, so you don't have to dip your hand in the water. I know an uh, unexpected uh, side effect of the rubber duck people that scientists noticed was uh, some euphoria. People would see the rubber duck, and or especially kids, and they would get literally just a feeling or a state of intense excitement and happiness. Really? That's oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I end up buying a That's bunch a of rubber ducks for my kids. <laughs> okay. Does anyone want to know the real reason? Because I had to Google it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So apparently a sculptor um, made a, a duck sculpture in the 1940s and then patented the design and sold over 50 million rubber duck toys. Um, so he was just a sculptor, and I, I guess it doesn't say here, but I'm assuming that children liked his sculpture, and so he made it a floating toy. Because ducks float, and so the toy would probably need to float. Um, but they they didn't become popular again until 1969, whenever Jim Henson put the song "Rubber Ducky" uh, in in the Muppet. Oh, sorry, in Sesame Street. Hmm. And now it's a worldwide yeah, you guys phenomenon. Gone first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You should have gone first. I might have to edit out my answer because it was so dumb. <laughs> no, it's well, fine. Well, I, I don't know what you Googled because I Googled function of rubber duck, and the first thing that popped up says, a rubber duck is a muggle toy. <laughs> like a duck and used for recreation in a bathtub. Please keep They apparently in. do not exist in the wizarding world or are simply uncommon, as Arthur Weasley once asked Harry Potter what their function was. <laughs> I just, I just made my them. answer up. I think so did I. <laughs> <Guilty>. <laughs> I well, there you go. And so that's what you get for trying to troll LDS Gamers podcast. And now you get an actual answer <laughs> and a bunch of nonsense. Now I heard you giggle before. I don't think uh, Justin's seen it or noticed it. Um, <laughs> what? So I don't know. Scroll up or down. It's somewhere in there. Uh, is this Urban Dictionary? No, no, sorry, it's in it's in the show notes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was looking for some awful Urban Dictionary description. Like, oh no, I don't want to see this. Um, mm, I thought just scanning. That. Scanning. What am I looking? I don't know. I don't know. What, are you in Google Docs or have you got your own copy? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now, but I'm on my iPhone with it, so it may not be. It's updating. on the second page, towards the bottom. This is great uh, radio. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> who has this? Who did that? <laughs> who has done this? That is beaut. That is a thing of beauty. <laughs> I like it. We'll have to put. We'll have to put that as the. Uh, oh no, we can't because he's. he's yeah, we probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Could we censor it and then put it on? We could, we could, I don't know, there's nothing to censor. It's just... Give it a rubber just, duck yeah, body. I don't know. He doesn't... <laughs> put him, paint them in swimming trunks and put him on a duck. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We, I guess he's basically wearing swimming trunks. Oh, if everyone is wondering at home what we're looking at, we're looking at a picture of George Casanza from the episode of Seinfeld where he's sprawled out on the couch with his black socks on and his boxers and his watch and it has my head on it so <laughs> this is lovely so we're gonna move on <laughs> and forget that ever happened uh, the best zelda game is linked to the past <laughs> to bring it back to games oh yes someone asked what was the best zelda game and linked to the past i have never i haven't played that game i have not so i i wouldn't know so i'm glad you answered that yeah, sorry, bring it back to games. Um, we can move on. Yes, bring it back to games. <laughs> this is a gaming community. All right. Um, let's go. We're going to have to quickly talk about Pokemon Go because I don't want to keep you guys anymore from your families. So, and your lives. Lives? Lives? Lives. All right. So, Pokemon Go is a mobile game where you too can be a Pokemon trainer like the one and only Ash Ketchum. And. You can fling your little Pokeballs at these fictional monsters and try to capture them into this wonderful virtual space. And you can get hit by cars and have people make fun of you just to have them turn around and play it themselves. And <laughs> there is, it's just such a fun game. I, I wanted to get into what have been our best slash worst experiences with the game so far. Um, I'm just going to go quickly. The I, I, don't really, I haven't really had any bad experiences, to be honest with you. I've had... Okay, so in the game, for those of you that don't play, which is probably like maybe half of 
like half of a person's worth because everybody plays this game. There is these gyms that you can take with your Pokemon. Um, you there, you know, there's they're like they usually are like a church or some sort of iconic place. Um, and so anyway, you use your Pokemon to fight the people that are in the gym until you bring the rep of the gym down enough so that you can then put your Pokemon in and the people on your team, because there's three teams, people on your team can then add their Pokemon to, and it's just this battle back and forth, the battle of the gyms and, uh, or the teams for the gyms. So anyway, there was this one night, a couple nights ago where I was driving home and I thought, Hey, I'll stop by the gym really quick. Um, to to see if I can take it. So I saw it was a yellow gym, which is Team Instinct, emphasis on the stink. And <laughs> so I went and I I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that. Thanks. We have some Team Instinct in our <laughs> in our midst. Um, no, so I I took the gym, but when I was on my way to the gym, I saw a guy walking down the street towards me on his phone, and I just thought, okay, he's probably playing. And so I went, I took the gym, I turned around, I went to the to the store, um, I bought some M and M's for my wife. And not that that's relevant at all, but I came back and I saw that the gym had been taken again. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just go because, you know, I like to have the gyms because I can get, you know, more more points and stuff. So I went and I took the gym again. And as I'm headed back home, I saw the same guy down the road and he's just staring at, at my car, just staring <laughs> at my car. So I kind of slow down. He has his phone in his hand. and I look at him. He looks at me and he just slowly raises his hand. And just like holds it, just like as if he wanted to give me like a high five or something. And so I just slowly raise my hand. And it was like this like movie scene where it was just like I acknowledge that you have bested me, but I will best you as soon as you go around the corner, you know. And, and you like can't defend yourself. This friendly, I hate you type thing, you know. So that and that was cool. It was funny. I mean, because I was I was just busting up laughing because I was like, only Pokemon Go could have made that interaction happen. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just fine. But I've been having a lot of fun with the game. I've, you know, I've, I've talked to more people um, than I ever have just out and about, just walking around. And I know that those kind of stories are very uniform with, with the release of Pokemon Go. And just last night, actually, I was driving around trying to get one of uh, our, our, our second youngest to sleep because he was fighting sleep. And so I just threw him in the car and drove him around and, and, uh, I was at a stop sign and I popped open the app and I, I saw that there was, uh, two Pokestops right around the corner that were next to each other and there was lures at both of them. So I was like, well, 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 don't mind if I do. <laughs> so I rolled over there and I, I parked and there was another car there with a, a bunch of guys standing outside and I said, Hey, you guys mind if I jump in on this? They're like, Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, go ahead for sure. And so I jump in there and I start talking to them and, and uh, so there's four guys playing, and there's me, and then one of the kids' moms comes comes out, and she starts playing. We're all just, like, talking about Pokemon, and I'm just like, like, what dimension are we in? Like, what ultra-reality is this happening in? Like, this is so crazy. Like, this is just, a, like, a cell phone game, and it's just bringing people out of their homes and talking to strangers, and it's like, I'm just, I'm very fortunate. To, to you know to live in like a decent area so I like I don't like have to be scared of getting mugged or you know getting shot from my phone or something but it was just so nice just like to talk to people about a game and we all kind of just shared that that common you know that common like and I, I don't know I, I've I've just really been enjoying Pokemon Go but I want to hear about your guys' experiences I know I know Charles I know uh, Vader Vanoden I know you put out a video of you playing 
Pokemon Go with your children, and it is adorable, and it is awesome, and it is well edited, and I'm jealous, and it's so cool. But I just want to hear you guys' experiences. Wait, did you want to go first? All right, I'll go. Um, yeah, just much the same. Um, sad thing is, I don't get any Pokemon at my house, so <laughs> um, so I'm not very high level. Um, and but yeah, it's just been great. Like um, as you said, when we went out and did the video um, with the kids around Wellington, I was just so surprised how friendly the city felt. Just like people were stopping and talking and. And just being happy, like it was just way easier. Just you know, in the city yeah. people are busy. They're just they're they're going from A to B, and that's the whole point. Yeah. Whereas you'd be walking down this main street of like Wellington, and people would stop, and I was sitting there fighting a Growlithe, and then like my um, <laughs> and in front of me there's like people who have stopped as well. My wife just starts talking to them like, oh, what are you what are you trying to catch? And you just that's what you need to say. Oh, what are you after? And they're like they'll say, and you just start talking about what Pokemon you've caught and where where the where the best catch was come from and. And it was just really cool, like just to see the friendliness of society. And I know there's been some bad yeah. stories coming about this, people getting hurt. People need to yeah. obey the, the Nintendo warning sign at the start of the game. <laughs> watch where you're going. Yeah. There might be a Gyarados in front of you. Um <laughs> But um but yeah, it's just been so good to see just the community the, the people come together and, and and talk about something, and yeah, it is a silly game, and it's, it is just a game, but just the fact that people are, are talking, uh, a streamer guy that I follow on Twitter, um, he said he's lost like nine pounds or something, because he's been out cool, of wow. his games room more playing Pokemon Go, like he's lost weight, um, and it's been he's been fitter, because he's gone for walks, and yeah, and so I think there's lots of positivity, and I think it's the friendliness and, and um, camaraderie that people are finding is great. Um, and it's bizarre. I would like... Yeah, it's... Sorry, go. No, I was just going to say, um, you know, I don't know how it is in New Zealand, but a, a lot of times our media kind of portrays the world as like a very scary place. You know, like, oh my gosh, like all these horrible things are happening to people, like innocent people. And so it kind of makes you like scared. Yep, um, scaremongering. Yeah. I would say of, of going outside. Yeah, you know, there's just all this fear. Like fear is just constantly thrown in your face. Like fear this, fear that, fear these people, fear that person. But you get out and you realize, hey, these are, I mean, not to be corny at all, but these are my brothers and sisters. Like we're having fun. Like like these are other people yeah. that have the same likes and, and that I do. And they're not stabbing me. They're not trying to shoot me. They're not throwing anthrax in my face. Like they're not, you know, you know, like, they're they're just they're people you know and and they're awesome people and i think if anything this is fighting against that that you know fear-mongering you know yeah. that fear that yeah. is just so prevalent in the media i just love that i love that people are, are starting right. to realize like i like this i like being a human you know <laughs> like i like being a normal person you know that's that's awesome yeah and we, we can have differences but we still we still can enjoy the same thing like we don't have to be the same person yeah. to like pokemon uh, <laughs> but right. but it doesn't right. matter doesn't matter that we have differences you know it doesn't but we still can get, get you know get by and enjoy and just get together uh uh, I realize the good. game of real life is actually pretty neat. The graphics are really good. The story's kind of weird, but the community's actually pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Very, very nice. Oh man, um, my I, I think my best experience so far was probably over the last week and a half, ever since the game came out. Um, I I had an iPhone 4s when the game first came out when it came out in the United States, 
and I could not get the game to launch. Like, I couldn't catch any Pokemon. I think I caught my, like, starter Squirtle, and after that, I it just bit the dust for me. I couldn't get it to load, and it kept crashing on my phone. So, fortunately, the day after the game came out, my mom called, and I'm on my family's phone plan, so that way my mom can make sure I always answer her calls. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she was like, hey, so you're due for an upgrade. Do you want an iPhone 6S? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> like, I will Man. throw money at that, please. And so we set up a payment plan for me to get one, and it shipped, and I got it, I think, the following Thursday, so just a week ago today, actually, from the day this was recorded. Um but this is the best thing ever, and the only reason that I like the iPhone 6 so much more than the iPhone 4 is because, one, my screen's not cracked and the speaker works, but um, but because I can play Pokemon Go with my friends. And so that Thursday night, whenever it arrived, and I set it up by myself, I literally just went out, I parked in downtown Provo, and I walked Center Street and found all these Pokestops. I stopped at a, a gym with a bunch of Pokestops at a park, and I hung out with some total strangers playing the game, and then I went to the Provo City Library that that Stud mentioned earlier, um, and it was still early on in the hype of the game, and there were probably 250 people there, and it was 11.40 oh, yeah. p.m. Like, easy. you couldn't find parking, there was a DJ set up playing music, there were people vending cookies and milk from Costco out for a dollar apiece, and, oh, and everybody was just h- hanging out playing Pokemon Go. And Stud and I walked to the OU campus together and, and met a bunch of different trainers of all ages. We, I think we met an 11-year-old and his dad that were playing on the dad's phone. Um, and, and they were probably the favorite people that we met all day. Uh, we, I, I became the gym leader at Brick Oven for a total of 15 minutes. <laughs> and nice. and we, we met a bunch of college students and graduates and stuff walking around campus just catching Pokemon. And it was fantastic. Um, so I've had... Really, in-game, nothing but positive experiences other than, like, the typical crashes and things. But um, I think one of my worst experiences actually happened today. And it wasn't really in-game, it was related to the game. Uh, one of my coworkers came downstairs, and I, I think she kind of knew that I would disagree with her opinion. So she purposefully, when talking to the rest of the girls in my department, stood as far away from me as she could while still being part of our group. And she started talking to them about Pokemon Go and how dangerous and disrespectful it is. Um, oh, gosh. with all the media stories about people getting injured or playing the game in quote-unquote inappropriate places, like the example of people at the uh, Holocaust Museum uh, being disruptive in playing the game. Oh, yeah. Now, I would like to point out that that's more the people and not the game. The Holocaust Museum in D.C. Yeah. is not a large building. It's a tall building, but Pokemon Go-wise, it's not a large building. You can stand outside it and get the Pokestop pretty dang easily. Um, yeah. So you don't have to be playing the game indoors. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that the people who were disruptive were children who were kind of forced to go by their parents because they didn't really appreciate what the museum was about or were there kind of yeah, against I, their will. They wouldn't pay money for... They, yeah. yeah, they wouldn't pay money for admittance to the museum if they play if they played on playing Pokemon Go the whole time. Um and so they would have been disruptive no matter what if they had a, a smartphone or they would have been distracted or disrespectful because that's just the way that children being forced to do things they don't want to do typically are, especially especially in today's society. Um, as for the people who walked off a cliff because they were intoxicated trying to catch Pokemon um, <laughs> and the people who were trying to chase Charizards across freeways, 
these most of these people are either intoxicated or just not well supervised. I guess I don't want to call <laughs> I don't want to call out bad. Who let you out of your cage? <laughs> but like, <laughs> I I can't really say that the the I feel like the media the way that they're you mentioned earlier that the media kind of scares us into wanting to stay indoors. Um, and that hasn't really been a factor for me most of my life, except for the ocean. I'm kind of scared of the ocean, thanks to shark bite stories and stuff. But um, but I still give it a shot. And I feel like yeah. the with this being such a great influence to get not just children, but people, because I'm not anywhere close to being a child. I'm half of 50 right now. So um, <laughs> I... I hate, you can ask Stud, I hate exercise, I hate cardio, they always invite me out to the trampoline park and stuff, and I'm always this like, Art, cardio? Like, Yuck, I don't want to do that. It, it was actually but. pretty impressive that she would even want to walk around because of Pokemon Go, because even that was a stretch. <laughs> when she started playing, she was hooked, and it made it a lot easier to get outside and just walk around and catch Pokemon. Yeah, if anybody wants to go anywhere outdoors now, I'm like, yeah, I'll just bring my phone, I'm totally down to go. <laughs> and hey, whatever you need. I just want them to add like make it happen. I want them to add a stair counting portion to the kilometers thing to where if you're staying technically in the same spot uh in on a two D surface, but you're like rising, I wish that it would count those steps because I would take the stairs if that happened. <laughs> and and that's a really big step for me. So they should sign a deal with Fitbit to get that implemented to their watches. Yeah, and, and I really hope that that it goes a step further. There are um, devices that are based off Google Glasses original concept that people have for fitness that aren't super duper expensive. They're about the same price as like a really cheap VR set. And I really hope that one of these companies will make a, make a deal with Nintendo and Niantic and implement a virtual reality glass system for Pokemon. Cause if I could wear it instead of carrying it around, um, I would probably do triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> just to eggs, like honestly, they have. Let's do this. I know that they have some tech that's not widely available yet, or if it's even available. Like the the original trailer for the game had the the Pokeball thing on the guy's backpack, where he just pressed the button to throw a Pokeball at something whenever it buzzed. Um, and he didn't even have his phone out. And I was like, man, that would be so handy. And I actually just ordered one of those jogger straps for my phone that people wear their phone on their arm whenever they're running. And I bought it just so I could play the game without holding my phone. <laughs> and I know it's 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 been interesting, like watching the kids around the neighborhood on their bikes. Like they all now have like these like phone mounts. Like every single one of them now has like a phone mount on their bikes, and it's just so funny. Like, and you hear all these stories like Best Buy like running out of like portable power packs. Like it's yeah. just, it's changed the world <laughs> in a matter it's of days. It's the economy for. For bike phone out sales and portable battery pack sales, they're sold out <laughs> yeah. everywhere here. Yeah, it's just a lot of positive things. Like a lot of good things have happened from. Yeah, it's a game, and you know a lot of people would would choose to you know make it into something negative. But in all reality, I mean, it's a very positive thing that's happening, and and I think I think we're gonna see more things like this in the future, and I hope we do. I hope we do. Yeah. So. One thing I thought was really cool, and I, I kind of wish they'd do this a little bit more too, is uh, put more poke stops at places you you have to travel to. So uh, a few days ago, I went on a hike with a few friends um, to Stewart Falls um, in Sundance, in Utah, and uh, I didn't think of anything of it. I just had my phone with me so I could take pictures. But when we finally got to Stewart Falls and like we're appreciating the view, I just had a curious thought: I'll pull up my phone and just see if there's any Pokemon around. It turned out there was a poke stop like 10 meters away 
I was probably like 50 meters away, and there was a gym right at Stewart Falls. I was like, oh, no way. And since it's, <laughs> since it's a place that's not heavily traveled by all the really popular yeah. Poco fans, it was a pretty low-level gym. So I took the gym like three days ago, and right now I'm still the, the leader of it just because it's, <laughs> oh, it's no a harder-to-get-to place. But I kind of wish they, yeah. they, they should put more gyms or like better rewards and really hard to get places. Like on top of mountains, you have to go hike a mountain to get like a view or something real fancy. I don't know. That would be cool. Yeah, that's really funny. That's cool. So establish we all like it. Does there, what, what about our, there are some negativities to the actual gameplay. <laughs> what would you guys like to see implemented in the near future? Because um, they have talked that they are... Servers that work. <laughs> uh, I, I would like... <laughs> A tutorial would be fantastic. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. For new players, because you go in completely blind, and I and I think that yeah. that's part of what's kind of helped the community grow is people are having to figure things out on their own and share it with others. But I was on Reddit the other day, and one of the first posts I saw about how to do a gym battle, like how to be successful at gym battles, had been deleted three times, and the guy had to keep reposting it because people didn't want it to stay posted. And no. And I was just like, man, there are people out there like that that are playing games just kind of every man for themselves. But, but like yeah. as a whole, it's a very community influenced game. So I like that. But I would like, like my niece and nephew that play have no idea what they're doing. They're always asking me like, hey, hey, did you learn anything new about Pokemon Go? And I'm not an expert. Like I'm way behind Stud and Ghost. But um, I'm I'm learning things because I. I read Reddit, and and it's a very dangerous place yeah. to be. I don't encourage any of our young listeners to, to go read Reddit articles about Pokemon Go, but maybe if you have other friends who are higher levels than you, ask them for advice, because without the tutorial, that's really the best way to go. Yeah. Jump on Discord. Ask us. We all play. Yeah, there's a chat for <laughs> it. We have a Pokemon Go channel. Just come on in and, and ask us. It stays very uh, active, too. <laughs> it does stay very active. I, I'd like to see it. Like I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the combat. I'd like to see just the simple turn-based RPG combat. It doesn't have to be the full, real Pokemon go Pokemon fighting, but just yeah. You've got two. You've got two different attacks. If you just could choose which one, or you could choose to dodge, and it was just a turn-based thing. I don't think it needs to be swipey swipey <laughs> action. <laughs> <laughs> swipey swipey tap tap. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't like it because if you're in an area and like your cell coverage drops, the whole battle changes. I mean, it's it just it, based on your connection, it, it changes. I mean, that doesn't really seem fair because I mean, you could ha- be in, a, in an area and you have like great Verizon coverage, for instance, but you're you're trying to take a gym and you've got Sprint and Sprint doesn't have as great a coverage there. So you know, other people fighting, you know, we're putting a Pokemon in very easily and you have to struggle, but you keep lagging out or you know it's just yeah that's what i don't like i wish there was a like the turn-based idea is is great because you can send a command to the server the server sends a command back you know and it's, it doesn't have to be this like you said swipey swipey stuff you know and because mm-hmm. it's very frustrating when you think you're doing great then all of a sudden you have zero hp like out yeah. of nowhere that's happened it's to like, me oh the server just caught up and you're destroyed yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah i i think one of the other things that i don't like about it is that um, one of my friends that plays, he is really big into cycling. That's kind of how he relaxes. And because the, well, like, it even encourages you, you in the uh, original trailer for the, for the app, um, to, to use your bike as a way to hatch eggs. But I think it's a cap of 12 miles per hour. 
Um, you can't go faster yeah, than 12 is... miles an hour and hatch the egg, and he rides at a, like an average of 25 to 30 miles an hour. So yeah. I I feel bad about that because sometimes, you know, I'm not really a jogger, but when I do try and exercise, I push myself too hard and I end up running. And it's easily, <laughs> like, I, I average probably about 13, 14 miles an hour when I'm sprinting, so I wouldn't get any anything for that. And right, right. So that's something right. that I wish that they would edit a little bit, maybe a, a way to like kind of tell how smooth or bumpy the ride is, kind of like the Fitbit does, uh, to right. tell like if you're your in arms a... are swinging. Yeah. Clearly, you're running as opposed to being in a car. Yeah. Unless you're sitting there in your car, waving your phone up and down really fast, like on Dumb and Dumber. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm running at a very high speed. So. Or put a put a fitness mode in it, so you can put it on jog mode and just kind of go. It'll give you, like, a heartbeat to let you know if you're going too fast or something. I don't know. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Some in more interrogation. Because uh, I've heard them talking to, like, people asking if there's going to be, like, Apple Watch or Google Gear kind of integration. And it, mm-hmm. at this stage, there's no plan. But I, well, Yeah, because they're making millions and millions of dollars with what they have. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, they make millions and millions. So, I don't know. I, I think... I've been thinking about getting an Apple Watch, and I think if they had uh, an update that included it, it would probably be me sold. <laughs> I, also, yeah. I also don't like that um, so far in the leveling system, as far as I'm aware, you don't earn more storage space. You have to purchase that. Yes. Yeah. And and that's something that makes me really upset, because a great way to, to get XP whenever you're just kind of out and about trying to get good at the game, you stop at Pokestops, and you... You get items from Pokestops, but if your backpack is full and you go to a Pokestop, you can't get items or XP from visiting that Pokestop, even I, though you I, were there. I thought you still got XP. I thought you still can get XP. No, you still, you don't get any XP oh, if you? your backpack's full. Yeah, it took me a while to realize that you could actually delete items from your backpack. I, I For some reason, I just overlooked a little trash icon. So I had, like, I think it was like 150, 160 revives, just, like, taking up space. Of course, I was never going to use that many. But I was like, oh, man, I should I get rid of this stuff? And then someone was like, Ghost, you're an idiot. You can just push the trash button and get rid of them. Like, come on, man. And so I quickly threw away 100, and I had more space. So nice. Boogers. Ghost eats boogers. <laughs> Ghost eats boogers. <laughs> nice. People are going to be so confused. Linguini! People are going to be so confused about the, all the things. New England clam chowder! <laughs> oh, I'm a goofy goober. I do like some of the Easter <laughs> eggs that they've hidden in the game. I wanted to touch on that, like the um, the Eevee evolutions. If you want to get a specific Eevee oh, yes. evolution, and you name it after one of the Eevee brothers, um, I literally I just posted in our in our chat, our text chat for the podcast, one of my evolutions of an Eevee that I just tried because I already had a Flareon and a Jolteon, but I didn't have a Vaporeon, um, so I named my Eevee Rainer after the Vaporeon owning. Eevee brother, and it sure enough, it evolved into a Vaporeon. It worked just fine. So if yeah. you guys are trying to get those I evolutions, love chicken <laughs> more than any other food. <laughs> Sorry, are you sure I'm squeezing some more. <laughs> I, I am one Eevee away from getting my my Vapion. Uh, I've got <laughs> nice. I've got the other two. And That's I used something. to see Eevees all the time, but now I don't see any, and I haven't seen any for like three days. <laughs> I see at least one a day at my apartment. It's so nice. But um, that's another thing I'm really excited for them to eventually add in trading Pokemon and possibly items and PvP battles instead of battling an AI at a gym. 
but yeah, that I, would be cool. I just wonder if the, the trading Pokemon will give way to exploitation. Because I, I have a an Android phone when I tried my shot at a Galaxy. It didn't work out for me. But I still have it. So I could turn on the hotspot on my iPhone, and I could have two games going, and then just catch both Pokemon at the same time. And I wonder how the systems will work to keep me from just trading them all to myself to make myself stronger. I wonder if they'll put do yeah. anything to counter that. Well, maybe it'll keep you from trading a CP at a certain level if you're not a certain level, or you have to actually trade. You can't just give Pokemon. Or maybe you can only trade one person so many times or something in a, in a given yeah. time. But if the people are nerdy enough, this dude's already level 30. Like yeah. people are gonna do it the hard way, regardless. So I don't. I, I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. Like if you're gonna be that geeky to sit there by yourself and play two games, <laughs> <laughs> carry four. Good for around. you. <laughs> uh, lonely, I am so lonely. <laughs> um, but I, I see what you mean. But as um, Mal said, if it's a trade, then you'll be trading Pokemon with each other. So you're kind of one for one. Mm-hmm. Um. Because isn't that how the game works? The, the the Game Boy games, you have to trade. It's not just a give. Yeah, you have to trade. Yeah. And it has to be Pokemon for Pokemon. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see the trade. Um, I've, I've currently I've heard that the um, the little tracking, the radar system's not working. Like you don't, they've, they've disconnected no. it because of the server issues. Yeah, supposedly it's supposed to be back up like within a week or so. Um, so a lot of people have been using. Uh, pokevision.com mm-hmm. yeah. which is basically like cheating <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I mean th- ha- okay as a developer I don't understand why they've exposed their API which is their application programming interface why they've exposed it like given it public access s- so that people can find out where the Pokemon are at any given time from any given place like I just don't I don't get that I don't know if it's on a purpose I don't know what the point would be because it's basically pokevision.com is a website where you can go type in your location and it will show you the exact location of a pokemon along with a timer for when that pokemon spawn expires so for instance i could type in my city it'll show me where there's a pidgey down the road (laughs) it'll be there for the next three minutes and 50 seconds to the right there's a scyther that will be there for 12 minutes and 45 seconds and you just keep hitting reload, 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 and it'll just, as, you know, the times will expire and they'll disappear, stuff will come up. And I caught a Scyther today, a level, like, 1025 Scyther, because I saw it on the map. I left my desk like a loser, <laughs> ran down the street, and caught it. It was there. As soon as I walked up to the spot where the map said it was, it popped up. And I was like, no way. And then an execute popped up. And I looked at the map, and there was a horsey. So I ran down a little bit further, and the horsey popped up. Like, I was like, I'm cheating. This is cheating. Why are they letting people cheat? Like, I just couldn't understand. Like, so you can, like, snipe. You can, like, snipe with the Pokemon that you want. Like, oh, there's nothing but Pidgeys outside right now. I'm going to stay inside for now. You know, like, oh, my gosh. You know, there's Scyther out there. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm going. I'm going. You know, like, That's how that guy it's did kind it. of changed the game a little bit. Yeah, because there's a guy in America who's got all the Pokemon posts possible at this stage already. I don't, oh, I thought you were kidding. No, no there's a There is a guy that's done. He's got all of the Pokemon possible. It's not all oh 150 gosh. or whatever that are available at the moment, um, because they're regioned around the world. There's a few ones that are only ex- exclusive to certain regions. But yeah, see, so yeah, because I'm nowhere near that. Uh, um, yeah, you yeah. also can use um, to answer kind of your question why they maybe have it open publicly. It's all off the same uh, GPS data they use for Ingress. 
and I think that that game's a lot more open. Ingress is more open source, yeah. And it's I think prob- you're right. I believe you can even, if you don't want to cheat as much, you can apparently download Ingress, and there are points that appear on the map, which in Pokemon turn to Pokemon, whereas in Ingress it's just like a little, oh, okay. it's a, a little item, it's a little spot on the map. So I, I, I don't quote me, I haven't tried it, but that's what I've heard from, from someone. Okay. Um, that you know that that would make sense. I could see that. Uh, so, so I, that's why I can understand that some of the source data is is more available because it is. It's all just GPS coordinates and Google, right. Google Map. It's all Google data from Google Maps. Yeah. Right. That'd be interesting. I feel like I'm going to try that now because I, I played Ingress a little bit with my with some of my friends, and there wasn't nearly as many people that played it, but it was it was a fun little game. Uh, they it was really cool that I knew that they were using the Ingress data to eventually create Pokemon Go. So that's I'd really love seeing how they've used the same data and made it even better with the interface of the Pokemon, the the visual aspect of it. It's it's crazy how just all they really did was add images of Pokemon in it and change a few yeah. small things <laughs> and made the game so much more better that drove a lot more people to want to play it. And, yeah. And yeah, a mini game of paper bin. The paper bin toss that yeah. paper so much toss more game. Better. Um and they're making so much money. Sorry, I like using the phrase "more better." <laughs> yeah. Malice makes fun of me. I, I but... just think that you like the restaurant a lot. So, what <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would like to see is the the AR augmented reality a little bit more integrated. Like I've turned it off on my game; it's just ah yeah, kind of pointless. I've turned it off too. I would like to. Yep. I was imagining it that you would get notified. There's a Pokemon in your region. You'd pull up, you'd hit the camera button, and it'd pull it up, and you'd look around and actually search for it through the the augmented reality. Oh, I can see that. That'd that, be cool. That's what I, I imagined to happen, um, and that would be cool. Cause, it's like ghost hunting with your phone. Yeah, because <laughs> then you're actually hunting for the Pokemon. Because yeah, this is just more of a, a clicky thing, which yeah. <laughs> which is no power in the verse can stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> These are great phrases. I'm, I'm quite impressed. <laughs> These are great. Was oh, that what you were going on about before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bruh. <laughs> was it? I'm Mormon. I've got a tickly tummy yeah, or something. Was one? <laughs> tickle my tummy. <laughs> tickle my tummy. Uh, tickle my Do tummy. something great. <laughs> Bro. I said a zip. Lock the zippy, the zippy to the zip, zip lock, and you don't stop to lock it in the bag, bang, baggy. You say zip up the baggy to the rhythm of the baggy, you zip. That was a long one. I'm glad you knew the rhythm of that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know. I I don't think I did, but I said it, and now they can't say that I didn't say it. (laughs) Robo is a purple panda. (laughs) Yes, exactly what it says. Robo is a purple panda. I'm sorry, Robo. There was some sort of technical glitch, and that's what you get. <laughs> well, guys, uh, yeah, I, think I this has been this yeah this has been fun. You guys are great. Fun. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank and you guys so much. Um, thank you for bringing Alpha uh, and I on too. It's, it's been a lot of fun to be here so far, and really looking yeah. forward to doing more. No, I'm quitting. Yeah, I'm yeah. never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> She's out. I'm out. <laughs> that's I will come steal your donut pool floaty. <laughs> well this is great well thanks so much guys for listening we're gonna go ahead and skip we usually have a podcaster pick of the week plug of the week but we pretty much talked about it all so 
thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, we'll see you guys. I think we're going to record another one next week. And hopefully that doesn't turn into four weeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye, bye.